Hi there, this is Colin. Um, I've just got in the car. We're in Devon. Florence and I are about to drive up to Bournemouth to see Bournemouth against Watford. We're very excited about it because the games against Bournemouth seem to have taken on more and more importance as the years in the Premier League have have uh, stretched on. This is now the fourth season and our eighth game against them. So far there's been five draws and a win for us last season and a win for them this season. So hopefully we can redress the balance this evening against Eddie Howe and, as Mike calls them, his bunch of charlatans. So we know what we're going to get. We're going to get a fast-paced, open game of football and they are going to fall over as soon as we touch them. That's just how it is these days. When we get there, we're going to go and meet up with some of our friends in the Mellow Mellow Bar on Boscombe High Street. And uh, I might just do a kind of, where are we really with Bournemouth? Are they a big rivalry for us? Is it slightly manufactured or do we really hate them? (laughs) And without uh, any games in recent years against that lot up the road, I guess Bournemouth have slightly taken... Obviously, there's a lot of love for Eddie Howe. They were just saying on TalkSport yesterday that he's a sort of Teflon man who never seems to get any criticism, and they've been on a bad run recently. They've got some injuries as well to deal with, particularly at the back, so hopefully that'll be good for us. But it's going to be a tough game. It's always a tough game. There's very little in it normally, but if we can get the three points this evening then we will be four points better off than the corresponding games in the first half of the season. And that's the way I'm going to look at it. I'm going to keep an eye on those stats. But um, talk later, talk more when we get to Boscombe. So we've arrived in Boscombe and we parked the car. My car is not doing terribly well. It's making some very strange noises and there's a great deal of petrol fumes in the, uh, in the cars we're driving along. So we're rather hoping that we're going to be able to get home tonight. Florence is just getting her coat out of the back of the car. We're going to walk down to a place called the Mellow Mellow Bar. Uh, which is next to where the Weatherspoons used to be, which is now closed, and is the away official way pub in Boscombe, I believe. Really looking forward to the game tonight. It's quite chilly. I'm expecting um, us to play a very strong side tonight, particularly after the six changes. I know there's been a lot of discussion about those six changes, but honestly, I think it wasn't such a bad thing from, from my perspective. I know we didn't play very well, and the game was very frustrating to watch. I wasn't there, obviously. But we got a point uh, against uh, a Newcastle side, desperate to defend. It's never easy to come back from 1-0 down against a team that's just going to pack the box. But Abdullah came on, did the job. Uh, Very nearly got the second. I think he might have been just offside for that second header. So hopefully we'll see Troy back in the side, Holobas back in the side, Kiko back in the side. And we can uh, can really give Bournemouth a good go this evening. Always good coming here. It it is a tight little ground. It is a reasonably good atmosphere, particularly for the away fans, because you've only got the 1100. A lot of noise, hopefully, this evening. And um, see some goals. Going to walk down to the bar and have a chat with some friends. So I'm in the uh, I'm in the Mellow Mellow Bar with the usual characters. It's quite noisy in here. But one of the great things about coming to the Bournemouth game is that uh, the Watford fans are condensed down, uh, as you can hear. So the Orns tonight are in very good fashion. I've got Carlos here. Um, you excited about the game? I am, mate. I am looking forward to it. This rivalry that we've got with Bournemouth, something we'll talk about this evening, is it really real or is it just something fabricated because of what happened when we came up? I'll tell you something. Barry there asked me a question. He said, would you rather beat Palace but lose this game? And I said I'd rather beat Palace. I'd rather win them both. I hate losing. Oh, yeah. I think the two big games are Palace and Bournemouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone who supports the top six side, they don't really get that. They go, why do you hate Bournemouth? What's wrong with Eddie Howe? He seems a nice country. It's like we literally can't stand the blow, can we? No, we can't. It's, I think it all goes back to that last day, doesn't it, against Sheffield Wednesday, where they picked that, the 
handpicked the league title up. That title was ours. Which, to be fair, was not Bournemouth's fault, really, was no, it? Was that, it was awful. It was that bloke that got on the pitch, wherever he may be. <laughs> but that's all in the past. The rivalry now seems to have sort of settled in, and we, we enjoy coming here because this feels like a little extra bit of rivalry, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's a tight little ground. You're close to the pitch, you're close to the other uh, supporters, and it's a real good atmosphere in there, so yeah. And uh, changes tonight, you expect to see some of the first teamers back, Holabas, Kiko, Dini, Kapu, yeah, I'd, I'd expect, I'd, hopefully, I want him to go um, success and Dini up front together tonight. Right, so no Hughes or Sammer then, just played a Delefeu. Just played a Delefeu, yeah, because I think they're, they're so physical, Bournemouth's defence are at the moment they're conceding so many goals well they've got a lot of injuries haven't they yeah so I'm, uh, I'm confident I am confident going into this I, I think we can uh, we can come away with the three points I love that alright speak, speak to you later so I've just stepped outside of the Mella Mella because it's quite loud in there it's also boiling hot and we've just heard that there's a fire at the ground and the kickoff's been delayed by 50 minutes to 8 o'clock so um, well, that's good for us it's more beer drinking time I'm here with Danny game against Bournemouth is always one of the ones we look for first isn't it On the uh, when, when the fixtures are announced um, We've been talking a little bit about this rivalry that's built up. I mean, Barry, he absolutely loathes Bournemouth and he can barely he can barely stand to watch the games against Bournemouth because he gets so nervous. Do you feel the same way? A little bit, yeah. It's the game I'm always a little bit nervous about. You know, last season we had a great result against them, beating 2-0. And obviously they completely slapped us at Vicarage Road this season. It was quite embarrassing. But, I mean, it's ever since we both got promoted together, they nicked us, they pipped us to the title. It's all it's all around that, really. And obviously, a couple of seasons before that, when they Mark Pugh died for a penalty... Yeah, there's been a bit of that. We, we do, we, yeah. and also I think it's been the media love for for Howe and his, and uh, as Mike Parkey calls them, his bunch of charlatans. Yeah, They're yeah, always yeah. falling over. They're coached to fall yeah. over. They do it very well. They get a lot of penalties. Uh, we don't seem to ever get any penalties. No, no. So th- there's a, there's a slight difference in uh, style. But the thing about the Bournemouth Watford game is that it's always incredibly tight. Yeah. We were always, you know, we're one place between us in the table, two points here or there as the season comes to a, to an end. So I think that's one of the other reasons that we're, in terms of our performance level. We're, we're quite similar yeah. um, today we've got Dini up front with Delafone mm-hmm. success has been put back on the bench but yeah. Holobas and Messina have uh, Holobas and Kiko have come back as fullbacks and uh, Decore starts yeah. with Sema and Pereira so no place for Hughes no, no place for Queener and the fullbacks have, we've reverted to our sort of top 11 really right in recent choice. weeks and are you happy with that? yeah right choice I think Messina success were very poor at the weekend I could always see it happening because this was the game out of the two you thought right we'd rather get through I know obviously we want to win every game but out of the two right, Bournemouth's the one we need to, we need to begin because of the way they beat us because we're going season so yeah I'm happy with changes especially uh, like Dean and Olivas because they're the ones that sort of drive the team on motivated yeah no you're, you're quite right and I think there was a lot of complaining about six changes it felt like a, a lot of changes but we had seen those players before yeah, yeah. perform well in the EFL Cup weren't able to get over the line but we got a point yep. at home against Newcastle who just yep. came to the field. Uh so hopefully we've got a good chance with those players back in the team we can get three points tonight yeah. we didn't play very well at all we were, we were really really poor so to get a point out of game where you're not at your best is you know you have to take you have to take a point from that so um, like we've said before ball's going to be a tight game hopefully we can get the win and uh, get the revenge on him and then we'll move on to Woking on Sunday wouldn't that be a lovely way to start the year it will be it will be and then obviously Palace next week <laughs> that'll be even better so imagine if we get six points out of the next two league games uh, that'll be fantastic that would be marvellous. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. We're certainly getting the message from the, uh, the the kind of Watford away day fans that have enough away day trips to get tickets for Bournemouth that this is a very important game in the calendar. It's very much one that they are very, very desperate and keen to win. We don't seem to like Eddie Howe at all. I certainly put myself in that camp as well. So does Florence. We're always happy when they lose and he, he does that funny little loser smile on match of the day. <laughs> 
Interestingly, I came here, I mean, I came here in the 80s and the 90s when they played at Dean Court. And it is impressive how far they've come. You know, Boscombe is a, is a small satellite town of Bournemouth. Uh, we used to stand on the open terrace and get absolutely soaked when it rained. Uh, and the club was bought by the fans at one point, went into administration, was saved, partly saved by Harry Redknapp. And you look at them now, and of course, they, they, they were able to attract an owner with money who's been able to transform their fortunes. They were 92nd in the league at some point, not many years ago, maybe six, seven, eight seasons ago, whatever it was. And, uh, and here they are, you know, fighting to get into the top half of the Premier League. And that is impressive. And in a way, the story is not dissimilar to our own story with Lawrence Bassini and uh, promises made and promises not delivered and the ground sold and the ground falling down and one stand being condemned. And we fought our way back again with good, clever owners. Uh, and so I think we should both be proud of our clubs, um, even though it's clear that Watford fans really, really don't like Bournemouth at all. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm gutted that the kickoff's been uh, delayed because it's going to mean an even later return home. But uh, can't wait to get to the ground now. A podcast made by Watford fans fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. So the players have just come on the pitch and they are looking like a facsimile of Plymouth Argyle uh, in our very own Hertfordshire. The Green Army! (laughs) We're the Green Army tonight. And uh, we're so close to the pitch. It is really extraordinary being here. Beautifully lit up by the floodlights. There's something sort of almost poetic about it. And uh, we've got our A team out tonight and we're hoping to give them a right hammering. So a flare's been let off, which is always good. Beautiful bit of football there. It went out wide to Kiko. Beautiful ball across the box. And Dini was there with about two or three others lining up to head it in. And he stuck it straight in at the far post, back across the goalkeeper. And we're 1-0 up. We've definitely been the bright side since the beginning. It's now 14, 15 minutes into the game. And, uh, yeah, fantastic. So after about 26 minutes, beautiful Maisie run from Delafeo after the ball broke down. Takes it into the box, tries to shoot, comes off a forward defender. Dini's there to stick it away. The second goal in the game. He's on the hat trick now. 2 0 up. One more goal and this game's over. So, for being 2 0 up in about five minutes, we've gone to two all. Two set pieces. Brilliant save from Foster for the first, but headed in on the rebound. Second one, pretty straightforward set piece. Header in 2 all. Game on. So, in the 38th minute. Ken Semmer unleashes a pile-driving left-foot shot from the edge of the area, straight into the goal. 3-2 Watford, quite possibly the maddest game of the season so far. Well, definitely, I don't know. It's a cup tie, it's a derby, it's the maddest game of football I've seen in years. 
Creole. Creole. It's just Creole. I can't believe this. It's madness. Do not scratch your ears. You're listening to From the Rookery End. So it's half time and I'm here with Ollie Wickham, writer of Hornet Heaven and all round Good Egg. Uh, that's an amazing 45 minutes of football I, we just I, watched. When it was 2-0 I thought this was a sensible game of football and it clearly isn't. <laughs> so why is that do you think? Is it just a rivalry? Is it the, the, the kind of over desire to win the game or where it's caused the players to sort of just throw everything at it? I, I can't, I mean the ter- defending has been terrible from both sides isn't it from the word go? Yeah and there's been some good finishing though. Um, but they've had some bad finishing as well so they could have had a couple more. So I'd happily go to Boogies now, put 50 quid on the fact that the second half will end nil all. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just said to my son, that's three all guaranteed. <laughs> Hopefully we can, we can get a pen and nick it 4-3, that would be Ooh, nice. And a red card would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Deeney scored two goals in a Premier League game for the first time in a very long time. Not sure he scored a hat-trick in the Premier League, but he's also won a yellow card and very nearly could easily have got a second one. Do you think he's slightly walking the tightrope? Um, I think everybody's walking the tightrope on our team when you look at the fouls that the ref's giving. It's Bournemouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Ollie. So, 63 minutes in, uh, they had a free kick. A little chip from Fraser, and uh, Ben Foster's made an absolutely unbelievable save. He's gone out for a corner, he's come back in, Ake's headed it out for a goal kick, and uh, that's where we are. And it's uh, very 50 50 at the moment. One mistake will, uh, will lead to a goal, could be either team. But it's a little bit calmer than the first half. So we're just walking back from Dean Court to the car after a three-all draw. Quite an eventful second half, actually, even though there were no goals. And I suspect Bournemouth fans will feel a little bit unlucky. that They had much more of the play in the second half. They had good chances. Uh, and I would say that Ben Foster, if not the man, the man of the match of the first half, was certainly man of the match of the second half. He made some good saves. They won absolute worldy, uh, as, as, uh, as I described just before they, <laughs> they scored. In the end, I think from 2-0 up, you feel like you should go on and win the game. But they came back at us, they scored two good goals. We then scored a third, then they scored a third. And it was all, uh, it was very much like a sort of mad cut tie. But in the second half, both teams just ran and ran and ran until they pretty much ran themselves into the ground. We got tied first. Bournemouth looked on top like they were going to score the winner. And then suddenly Bournemouth looked absolutely exhausted in the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. And we came back into the game. Success came on. Cleverly came on. Hughes came on. And we had, we had them a couple of times in dangerous positions. Men running into the box. Intricate passes. But we just couldn't find the opportunity to, to score that winning goal. Delafoe hit one wide. I think it was Delafoe again or possibly Hughes who went, who went down under a challenge in the box. But he basically just ran into the defender. So I don't think there was any... Any decent penalty shots? Was it cleverly? So yeah, three all. I think um, if we look at the first half of the season, we've just drawn with two teams who beat us. So you know we're ahead of uh, we're ahead of our points tally from the first half of the season. It'd be very hard to repeat some of those wins, but um, we look very good again. Very fit. Kept going. Ran and ran and ran right into the last last few minutes. So it's a shame, in a way, that we didn't come away with a win after being 2-0 up, but definitely, definitely would take a draw down here all day long. Get in the car, drive home, and I'll have a little sum-up when I get back. We're the Orns, you're the Orns. Come on, you Orns! 
just got home. It's about ten past twelve. Had a, a very easy run back up from Bournemouth to North London, and uh, we've reflected on the game in the car, Florence and I, and we felt that we played very well. We didn't defend very well in key moments, but I thought if you go through the the players, I think pretty much everyone had their moments where they played well. I do think that that Pereira might need a rest. He really couldn't get in the game in any kind of effective way. Delafeo is a willing runner up front alongside Dini, and I thought he played really well. There were people complaining about him as we were walking away from the ground. I, I, did, I do wonder about football fans sometimes. I, I thought he was willing, he, he showed willing, he wanted the ball, he ran with the ball. Um, it was his run that really created our second goal. And yeah, sometimes his final ball isn't great, or he doesn't, you know, he doesn't anticipate that ball, but he's, he's still a young player. And uh, he got a lot of love from the, from the Watford fans tonight, as did Dini. And Decore was taken off for cleverly, and I think it was a precaution because he he probably should have been sent off. That's what they're saying on the radio. It was a bad challenge, two-footed. He was, you know, he was one more tackle away from being sent off, so they, they whipped him off. And I think that's probably, you know, a combination of knowing how much it means to us as fans to beat Bournemouth and wanting to put in those those extra tackles, but also there's fatigue there. So maybe it was it was a wise choice. And Tom cleverly came on, and we're so lucky to have a player like that. He came on, he slotted in perfectly, and he, he does a lot of running. He hunts the ball very well, and when he's got the ball, he knows what to do with it. So I think Ken Semmer deserves a bit of a shout-out. He, uh, I think I said earlier that it was Kiko that crossed the ball for Dini's header, but actually it was Ken Semmer. And then his goal was an absolute peach. And this is a man who, obviously, we've talked about playing on the wrong side of the pitch. He's very left-footed and he's playing on the right side. But today he was able to affect, affect the game and affect the result. And I think we should uh, certainly give him a, a shout. He's a big, strong lad and he was absolutely delighted with his goal. <laughs> it's a brilliant celebration. Good on you, Ken. And uh, long may it continue. All in all, it was a good performance. It's unfortunate, obviously, when you go 2-0 up to then concede 2 and then to go ahead again and then concede another goal, all in a kind of mad, crazy six minutes. But it was a brilliant night out. It was a great game to watch, particularly the first half, obviously. And Ben Foster again excelled himself. And Florence said in the car, having, having had to revise for a mock, so GCSE mocks, through most of the autumn and, and missed a lot of games, in the car, on the way back from Bournemouth, she said to me, I think I'm in love again. And I said, with football, and she went, yes, that's as good a way to end as any. Mm-hmm.